0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to season three of the Better Events Podcast. This is Mary Davidson, one of your co-hosts, and I'm genuinely thrilled to be with you today for season three of the Better Events Podcast. We're in 2023. And in today's episode, we are talking all about lessons learned in events and business in 2022. So this is going to be a great episode to set us up for this year. So we're excited to get ready to talk about that. But before we do, we do have one call to action for you today in this new year. We have a survey that uh, we'd love for you to take before the episode, after the episode, and the next week, just whenever it works for you, but please take note of this. Um, we have a link in the show notes. It could take up to 10 minutes, but if you're a fan of the show or you've been a fan for a while, this would be a really great way to give back. This survey helps us. It captures a lot of data, which is why it's pretty lengthy. So we're giving you a heads up about that. Um, but it would be really helpful to learn, you know, how you listen to the podcast, where you listen to it, what you like about it, what you dislike about it, And So please take some time if you're willing to fill out the survey, we will link it in the show notes. And with that, let's get into our episode for today. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow, and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast, and I guess I should say welcome to season three of the Better Events Podcast. I'm Logan Clements, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by fellow co-host Mary Davidson, and we figured since we're kicking off a new season, this is a great opportunity to reintroduce ourselves. So Mary, you want to give our listeners your like 30-second spiel?
0: Yes, absolutely. I do. Uh, Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for season three of the podcast. It's exciting that we're really excited that we're here with a new year with you all. And so, yeah, my 30-second spiel. now is a great time uh, with the new year to, as Logan said, reintroduce ourselves. And so I am Mary Davidson, co-host of the Better Events podcast, and also um, event planner and producer of EP Events, which is Events with a Purpose. That's my company. We specialize in fundraising events primarily and also community events and corporate events, whether that's virtual, hybrid, or in person. And um, we are located in Washington State, as is Logan. However, we both do events all over the place. And so that's been super fun. And we continue to do that. And if you'd like to give me or my business specifically a follow, you can follow us at EP Events LLC on pretty much all major social platforms, not TikTok. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe one day. Um, And then also you can follow me, which is at Mary Rose Davidson. And we'll put these in the show notes. Um, My business profiles are quite different than my personal ones. And so you can go see that there. But that's me. So thank you, everyone. And now let's turn it over to Logan for her spiel.
1: Yeah, you've already heard my voice already, but uh, Logan Clemens here. I'm a freelance event producer, as Mary mentioned, based out of Seattle, Washington, but producing events all over the country and hopefully this year internationally again, as we were doing pre-COVID. I'm the owner of Logan Strategy Group, and we kind of straddle this interesting uh, production slash event management space. So I help a lot of clients understand what their virtual event needs are, hybrid event needs from the tech perspective. Um, And managing anything that's like on stage, needs a microphone, lights, that kind of thing is really my jam. But I can also do complete full event management if if you need to. Um, And I also speak Mandarin Chinese. So I was very excited by the news that we got, you know, last week that China is starting to open up again. So who knows, maybe I'll be jet setting around doing events internationally again crossing my fingers. And again, you can click all of our show notes uh, for my social handles, but you can follow me um, at Logan M. Clements on Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn.
0: Love it. Logan, I'm really excited to see what this year holds for your international events. Like just, it's going to be amazing. So Wonderful. Well, we are going to jump into our episode today, and we had an episode similar to this last year. And so if you want to go take a look back and or listen back at those, we will link the, that one in the show notes. But today we're talking about lessons learned in events and business in 2022. So now we're in 2023. We're going to reflect back on all the things and all the lessons learned, which I think we've learned a lot. And so this is going to be a great episode. We're excited to share these things with you and hope that it helps you in your journeys Um, But before we get into that, we just want you to invite you to take a moment. So this is like our one little interactive piece where you can pause this if you want. Once we ask these questions, you can write the answers down for yourself. And this is something that I can't take credit for. It's part of a a, um, business like school that sounds fancier than it is. It's like an online workshop thing that I'm a part of every two weeks. And this is the prompt they gave us. And so I thought it was amazing. So I'm going to give it to you all. But so there's three questions. So ask yourself first what good things happened in 2022? And maybe that's in business and personal life. And then ask yourself, what do you want your career or business to look like in 2023? And then ask yourself, what do you need to do to get there? So take a moment, write those down if you want, think about them, pause this episode. (laughs) Um, And when I did that, I learned a lot. And so these prompts naturally lead to lessons learned along the way, and also to new goals. Um, This week, we're talking about lessons learned. And in a couple episodes, we'll talk about goals. And so these prompts set you up to follow along with us, I guess, with both these conversations. And so with that, we're going to start sharing our lessons learned for this year. So Logan, I'm going to put you on the spot. You want to go first and share lessons learned for us?
1: Yeah, I think um, for me, One of my big lessons learned was just, I think what a lot of us thought and hoped at the beginning of 2022, but that in-person events have come back strong. Um, and if anything stronger than ever as an event professional, it was very exciting to get people back, you know, in person gathering again, for me specifically with sports, it was really fun to see fans in stands. Um, I've been getting to work with the Seahawks this season, um, here in Seattle, our NFL team. And so it's just been really fun to kind of feel that collective in-person energy, um, and you know on the flip side of that though i also had that zoom is still a huge factor in how we do events i did a little bit of a, a audit of my events that i did this year and uh, over 50% of my events that i worked were virtual and of those that were virtual 75% of them use zoom so it is something that while that live events and in person things have come back a lot of folks were using zoom to bring in a hybrid speaker or a speaker who got sick or they were using it to live stream out to their audience who was virtual and couldn't make it in person. Um, and then I'm gonna do a little bit of a, a plug here since it's a lesson learned. And if you are listening and you're like, Logan, I still don't know Zoom, we'll put it in the show notes. But I do have a Zoom producer masterclass that you can purchase the uh, recording of, or you can attend live that I will be hosting in a week or two if you would like to learn how to produce events in Zoom, because it is something that. I'm happy I know how to do, and I'm happy that other folks are learning how to do it because I already am looking at my 2023 calendar, and I have a lot of needs for folks who know Zoom. So that was one that in-person's here, but Zoom is still a strong contender in events. How about you, Mary? What was one of your lessons learned?
0: I'm going to piggyback on what you said because this is, we mind-linked on this one. Just I, I wrote down that virtual simplicity is back, <laughs> and I think it's what, what you've said and what we've talked about before, but it's now... It's to a place where what, what are our speakers familiar with? What are our attendees familiar with? And let's do that. Whereas before, I feel like it was way more like what's different? How can we be innovative? And I think there's still obviously pieces of that or audiences that are still very interested in that. But it's just interesting to see these Zoom events continue. Um, yeah. And it just feels really different than it did like a year and a half ago in in that sense. And so I would say that's a lesson learned for me as well. So mind link on that. And, um, I'll share another one since that one was kind of similar. So, um, in last year's episode, Logan, I think you shared that you, when you make proposals, you write down options for your clients so they can choose like the level that they want from you and your services. Well, I remember saying, wow, that's such a good idea. I'm going to try to do that. And I've done that this year. And some clients have even asked for it. Like, can you just give us different levels so we can see what that's going to look like? And I break it down into like full service of all the services I said i would provide you for this job. And then like a second option, which is like up to so many hours, and then a third option, which is like just day of, and then a fourth option that's like hourly and what that rate would be. And it's been awesome to be able to do that. And I think people really appreciate it. And so thank you, Logan. I learned that lesson from you.
1: We love options. People like seeing a menu. It is a practice that I, I continue to do in my business today. And so I'm glad you found some benefit out of that, Mary. I think my next lesson learned was that done is better than perfect. And as event people, I feel like we are always chasing perfectionism. And it's something that you can rarely actually achieve in events. And so I'm always like a recovering perfectionist on things. But um, what I mean there is sometimes just doing it is better than waiting for the perfect moment or the perfect timing. I talked about that Zoom masterclass that I am, am offering both live and recorded. And that was something that in my head I kept thinking about doing it. And I finally had a mentor who was like just launch registration and see what happens. And that was something that brought a lot of joy during a very slow month for me business wise. And it was very fun to connect with folks. Um, Same thing with like checking in with other event professionals, like just saying hi and not waiting for the perfect moment or excuse to reach out to them has led to a lot of business for me last year and just joy in terms of keeping in touch with people. And I've had that verbalized back to me that folks appreciate when I reach out to them. So again, just waiting and waiting for the right moment versus just doing it. And then I would even say that with this podcast, Mary, we had a lot of, you know, done is better than perfect, where we do our batching of our episodes. And sometimes some of our most popular episodes are ones that you and I just kind of came up with in terms of top of mind. Hey, this is what I'm thinking about today. Let's record. Um, And so just seeing that that kind of stuff really pays off um, in the long run. So if there's any project you've had on your mind for the last year or two or some new idea, just know sometimes done is better than waiting for the perfect moment.
0: I think that's really, really important, especially for business owners or perfectionists. Or like, Logan, actually, this makes me wonder what what type of student were you? Were you like straight A student, or where'd you fall?
1: Yeah, I was, I was up there. I was definitely, a I high see, achieved student.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, same. And so that concept was like really, really hard for me to understand for a while. And I think I heard someone share somewhere like, just shoot for for Bs, B minuses, even like that's it. that's okay. And I'm like, wow! Like in life, obviously, like so post school, and <laughs> it's it's hard to to do that. Uh, I will say, but I think it's important. So, I agree with what you said. Also, I did want to double shout out your Zoom masterclass. I meant to do that right after you said it in this episode. You all should go check it out because I did take it and it was awesome. And I have known Zoom, but it was really helpful for me to keep up on those skills, especially because it's hard to understand um, the updates and the things that just are like continually being developed. And so that masterclass was really helpful. So there's my review. You should check it out.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Mary. (laughs)
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, And then so my next lesson learned is to try new things uh, to learn what you're good at and what you enjoy. So that could be in life, but in events specifically at the opportunity to try a couple of different roles or Just different things that I hadn't done before. And that was cool. And then I think on the flip side of that scenario as well, like learning new components of events only makes you a better event professional because then you really understand all these pieces um, and can better interact with those people providing those services. And so I would say that was a lesson that I learned this year as well.
1: We love a well rounded event professional. There's a lot of folks out there I know who specialize in certain things. And even Mary, you and I, probably over the evolution of this podcast, have even specialized more in what kind of events we love and roles we love, but there is always um, something to learn from getting to try something different. Even if it's just learning, that's not what you want to do, which I think rolls into my next lesson learned, which again, a lot of these we've, we've mentioned on the pod before, but for me, a lesson learned from this year was understanding the right roles for me and making sure that I ask more questions about different roles. And especially when I'm doing subcontracting work. So I'm not working directly with the client during my proposal onboarding phase um, I discovered this year that producer can mean a lot of different things in terms of what I assume a producer does and what maybe my client or the agency I'm working with assumes it means. Um, and so that was something that was really important for me that I think when I first, when I started the year and definitely when I started my business, I think I thought others really they same. They had the same thought process as me, or we'd all be on the same page just because, you know, we've had a call and now I'm learning. I just need to ask those questions and you're not being needy. you're not going to come off as unintelligent or unprepared, but like just asking all of the questions. And the number of times now I've had folks being like, thank you for asking me to define that term. Or, you know, do we have work hours? Or Mary, as you know, the time-based versus task-based roles, meaning do you need me online from nine to five every day? Or do you need me just to get XYZ done by Friday? Those both are, as an event professional, those are very different asks from you and very different needs in terms of how you balance multiple projects at once. So that's something that, 2016, when I first started my business, I probably would have told you I do all events. I love all events. And I think each year, including this year, I've really been able to niche down a little bit more, not so much niche into the events, but niche into the role at a bunch of different events that I enjoy on that, again, straddling that production tech kind of side of things.
0: I think that's great. Like what a, what a thing to learn. So very cool. Thank you for sharing that one. Um, Another one that I have is that this was, maybe I should have led with this one because this is like my biggest one for sure this year, is I have learned my capacity for the quality of work, if that makes sense. Like there's, for my business, there's a certain level of like efficiency and effectiveness and quality that I want to provide that's important for me to provide. But I found this year that Because of overcommitting and capacity, that I that that started to to slack, and so that was like a very important lesson learned. I'm really glad that I learned it. Um, Things still worked out okay, thank goodness, but it was very much like a red flag for me. I'm like, okay, that's what too much looks like, and how are we not going to do that again, or how can we be more efficient? Just all the things, and so learning capacity um, and how that can affect quality was really really important for me this year.
1: For my next one was. Talking about burnout, and we've talked about managing event stress here on the podcast before. But something that I had at the end of last year, of end of 2021, I was really burnt out. Probably by like September, October, I was um, just all of the symptoms of burnout, and realized I didn't want to feel that way this year in 2022. Um, and I will say, I'm happy to say I did a lot better job. Where I don't think I achieved, you know, I hit burnout at all this year, which is amazing. I managed it better with mini vacations and. I need had to bookend some of my long sporting events that are three, two, three weeks long. I need to take, you know, some extra time off after those. And I did a good job about that. But um, another thing now that I teasing a little bit, talking about our goals, but just figuring out financially how to plan for that. So one of the positives of my burnout year was I was set up very well financially because I'd worked so much. And this year, because I took more breaks, I was definitely better on my management of my energy, but maybe not so much on planning for those slower periods financially. So uh breaks work, but I think you need to find whatever cadence works for you in your business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's, that's a great one too. So lots of lessons learned. And I really hope if you're listening to this, you can learn through us because <laughs> some of them were hard to learn, um, but to each their own. So my next one is that it's okay to ask for help. That's something that I learned this year, which is kind of like a you no know, duh, maybe sometimes. But... Um, along with asking for help, I learned the types of qualities that I prefer to work with as well. Um, so because I asked for help, I've worked with different people and more people and it's given me opportunities to see who I want to work with, which is actually really awesome. And I've enjoyed working with people this year. Um, but like on the flip side, the the reason that I've had to ask for help is because I've learned that I suck at time management. And so that's like a double learning in one perhaps, but All in all, I think it's good to ask for help when we need it and have the partners and people there so that we can turn to folks because we don't, it's hard sometimes to be a business owner, especially if you're a solopreneur. And so it's nice to have people to ask for help.
1: Mary, that dovetails so nicely into my final lesson learned from 2022 that I wanted to mention. Um, In line with kind of asking for help, what has been just the value of having confidants and folks that I can turn to To talk through some of those hard business moments as a business owner, specifically, like, you know, we've talked about pricing on this podcast before, but how hard it can be to figure out in events because it's so arbitrary what to charge. I feel very grateful that I have folks close to me, including Mary, who I can talk and kind of bounce ideas off of because we can be in a silo and it can feel, I feel like something I had to write down somewhere was like, I need to charge more so I can pay people more. Because that's something that like Mary said, it's fun, you know, it's nice to ask for help. And it's nice when you can pay your, you know, the people you're working with well, and that for whatever reason, that like adjustment shift mentally helps me feel better about charging more. Um, Because hypothetically, you could probably do an event for $100, but you'd be pretty sad by the time you were done that you only charged $100. And so um, something I've been trying to work on, and was doing better this year, in line with Mary, those like pricing options, I feel like has also been trying not to like negotiate against myself just internally of like, wow, that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot that I want to charge. But then I have to have talking to someone else is like, yeah, but you're going to work a lot on it. It's like, oh yeah, okay. Like making sure that I'm, I'm you know, advocating for myself. So having that sounding board of people, um, that is something that neither of us are perfect. And so I found that that is really helpful to get me out of my headspace.
0: I love that. And that actually goes right along with my last one as well. My last lesson learned, by the way, we haven't talked about these beforehand. And so this is just perfectly flowing. Um, but my last lesson learned for 2022 is that, um, the services that you provide, if you're a business owner, the services that you provide may be different from other people in your industry and in your space and the services that they provide. And that's probably like a obvious one again. But what I mean by that is like, if you're an event planner, producer and your colleagues, it's like me and Logan, like <laughs> we might provide different services within these scopes that we're working under that we get hired for. Um, And that's okay. And I think that's one thing that's been interesting for me to see this year as I've tried to um, work with some other planners and see how they run things. And it's been an amazing learning experience, but also I'm like, wow, I don't do that. Or wow, I do this and they don't do that. Is that okay? Should I? And just stuff like that. And it's super valuable to be able to see the other side. And it's not that one way is right and one way is wrong, but it's great to see that there is variety. And I think it also gives us as business owners a lot of like freedom, hopefully, to to say, I can I can make this what I want to make it, um, which is pretty cool. And so that's something that I've learned this year as
1: well. Yeah, I think that's so interesting, Mary, because, you know, I both do that where we run some events on our own. We run some events, where we bring people in and we work some events that other people have brought us in. And if you're an event pro listening to this and you don't necessarily work full time for someone, or maybe you do, but under a specific team, I can't suggest more that you go and work under someone else because it's the beauty and the curse probably of the event industry (laughs) is some things are standardized, but not completely. So everybody does it a different way. And we all are kind of, you know, I don't know how to say like a collage of different influences on how we do things. And it's something that I know Mary and I get so excited working with other people. Cause it's, it's like you get a window into their process and be like, yeah, realizing what do you do that they don't do? Ooh, maybe I should start doing that too. Cause that actually was really helpful. And I never thought of it that way. Like it's a, it's a given a take. Um, but it can definitely also be a good confidence boost that you realize that there is like this special sauce that you, as you have, um, that other people can't really replicate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. It's been so cool to see and be a part of, so try it, Let us know how it goes for you all. (laughs) Um, And then I think before we end this episode, we really need to have a conversation about lessons learned on the podcast specifically, because we don't talk about podcasting in general too often. So if anyone's listening and they want to start a podcast, maybe this is going to be helpful for them. So we'll keep it, you know, short and sweet. But Logan, what are some lessons that we've learned from the podcast this year?
1: Yeah, I feel like we... We know that batching works for us. Like it, mm-hmm. it's like the, you know, sitting down and doing several episodes at once. Um, listeners were letting you behind the curtain, but as, you know, event professionals, this is something that we're doing as a creative outlet, not necessarily as our our business. Maybe one day it will be that, but that has been super helpful. But then also giving ourselves flexibility, which like even this episode is a product of that, where we had planned to sit down a week ago and do this. And it was just like, we did too many other things that day. It was like, all right, let's find a new time to figure that out. So, I think batching, but having that flexibility in there. If we want, if you want to, you're feeling really productive that day, and want to bang out a bunch of episodes or a bunch of whatever creative product you're doing, um, or having the ability to kind of shift, you know, and and move it around. Because that is something I feel like I've always learned: is my creativity isn't always there. It's not this doesn't disappear, but there's just days where it's easier to to do something like this and record a podcast episode. And there's other days where it feels like it would be. Pulling teeth, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. It's it's interesting because we've I think like one of the the main lessons learned also that we've seen is consistency being important for podcasting, and this could apply to a lot of things. But consistency has been amazing, and I would probably say that that is true for most like marketing and social outlets and things like that. But with the podcast, with the weekly releases, uh, that has been awesome, and I think we've really seen that build because of the consistency of the podcast episodes. It's like from like an analytic perspective. So thank you for listening. But it's also awesome to see the analytics that um, correlate with that, I guess. And so that's another lesson learned that I have. And this year we've had the opportunity to join um, the Hospitality FM network. And so that has also been Cool to see more stats, but I don't want to like over talk. So, Logan, maybe you can share a lesson learn about um, stats and I don't know just being able to capture data.
1: Yeah, I think we shifted uh, our platform, our hosting when we joined Hospitality FM. Um, so now we're using a platform called Megaphone before we were hosted on Anchor. Um, both are Spotify products, but I think one of the interesting fun facts was we have much better analytics from this new platform from Megaphone in terms of understanding who's listening to what episodes um, and just like total downloads and things like that, that are really helpful. I feel like as a podcast to one, feel validating for you and I, Mary, (laughs) that we're, you know, we're, we're out here talking to people, but also I think as we figure out how to grow and partner with folks and just, you know, turn this really understand kind of what of a community that we're building here. Um, It's very validating to have that. So I think just understanding what's the best, if you're thinking about a podcast, Anchor was a great free place to start. Megaphone, um, I can't remember, Mary, is Megaphone, I think, might have a charge.
0: Yeah, it does. It's paid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So that is like a next tier up that that our, our network is in charge of. And they have that partnership with Megaphone. So we don't have to manage that, which is nice. But um, back to, I think what we talked about either earlier done is better than perfect. I do think anchor was the right fit right when we first started, when we were just trying to figure out how to produce a podcast and distribute it out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And as we look back um, at 2022, we'll share some quick stats with you too, because it's just interesting to see, we want the goal, you know, one of the main goals of this is to, to provide a community for the podcast. And we'll talk more about goals, like we've said in the coming episodes, but Since June of 2022, we've had almost 10,000 downloads. We're just short. We're at 9.7,000 downloads, which is exciting. So that's like, you know, the last six months. And then also in the last six months, we've had um, 4,551 listeners, like people, which is also awesome. So you are not alone. Thank you for listening to this podcast. But also, what that means is um, we like truly, really appreciate each. One of you, which sounds like so cheesy probably, but that is just a number to us. What we what we really feel is like when we get those emails from you and you tell us how this helps you and things like that, that's what really I think keeps us going less than like the bulk number. But it's cool to see that there is a community and we hope to do a lot with that um, this coming year. So thank you, everybody.
1: Yeah. And I feel like I love the uh, the random mentions of the podcast that come up uh, with folks that we either run into in person or in meetings here in the event world, specifically in Washington, but also some of my clients elsewhere. Um, it is always fun when I when you, when someone mentions like, oh yeah, I listened to your episode the other day, or oh yeah, did, I think you said something like that on the podcast. Um, I, I know that always makes me feel nice. My heart feels all warm and tingly inside. So if you do see Mary and I out and about in the event world, don't be afraid to say hi. Or if you mention again, something from the podcast, it definitely makes it all this creative outlet and community we're creating feel really worth it. Um, I think our last lesson, Mary, for the podcast, or at least for me from my end um, has been, I feel like that we, when we started this podcast, we kind of knew what it wanted to be. And yet we also created like there's space for it to grow and evolve. And I think in my head, one of the things I assumed coming in was that a lot of folks would really want to listen to our guests and the people that we brought on to the podcast and, It's been very fascinating to see some of the episodes that really have played well or been popular with folks have been the episodes of you and I, which is really fun. And I, you know, if you go back and listen, we've definitely evolved as podcasters, even like you and I and how we have our conversations. If you go back and listen to like season one episodes, I think it's so interesting. Um, But that is something that I've loved. And I know we've kind of shifted some of our content planning around uh, that trend And just again, it's really happy to hear that Mary and I are resonating just from our own personal experiences as event producers and business owners um, with you guys, listeners, because we're kind of letting you in on some of our private conversations I feel like you and I have offline.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Behind the curtain, like you said. So it's been a it's been a journey. It's been a wonderful year. And so we're looking forward to this year. Um, Thank you again, everyone. And hopefully you gain some insight from these lessons learned today, whether in events, business or podcasting. And with that, it is time for our bonus tip, which Logan has for today.
1: Yeah, this one is in theme with the new year and the time of year. And so my bonus tip is to have a routine for resetting yourself for the new year. I like to do this on the calendar year. Some people do this um, around a school year, maybe if you have kids or if you are in school yourself. But like, this is a great transition pe- period. And so for me, my routine is I have a paper planner, the passion planner that we'll link in the show notes and I've talked about before. And so I get really excited at the start of the new year. I get a new passion planner for 2023 and I get to open it up. And it's just because it's empty and there's nothing in it. It just feels so open and like to new possibilities. It's very inspiring. And they do have an exercise that Mary and I did for the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but just helps you think big. Like if anything is possible, what would you want to achieve in the next three months, year, three years? lifetime. And it's really fun to do this exercise when everything's fresh and new. So maybe you're someone who wants a paper calendar like me, or you need a new notebook, or maybe it's a vision board, I, you know, or a digital note even on your phone. But I just encourage you to take this time to turn a new chapter in your business, your professional life, career, whatever it is, um, because it really just aligns with the new year.
0: Honestly, great bonus tip. And Passion Planner, if you're listening to this, you should really sponsor Logan because she talks about it all the time in the best way. Like I just, I know that you mean it. So this is, this is a true tip, everyone. I love it. I love it.
1: Yes. Thank you. Passion Planner, if you would like to partner with us, this would be great. Let us know. (laughs) Um, but yes, that's awesome. So
0: thank you for the bonus tip and thank you everyone for listening again to today's episode. As a friendly reminder, we invite you to go ahead and take the survey that's in the show notes. The survey is a really wonderful way to give back to the podcast if you've been listening to a while and like to support it. The survey is something that will be very helpful for us. So thank you for that. And then if you'd like to follow us and find us elsewhere, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at better Events Pod. You can also email us at bettereventspod at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening again to an episode of the Better Events Podcast. And we will see you again next week.